0: All right, hey there, we have Ryan Carson here today. He's the CEO of Treehouse. And uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us.
1: Nice to be here, it's an honor,
0: thanks. All right, so I've read a lot of your stuff and I love your kind of different stance on building a company, on doing things a little different, on creating a culture. And a lot of the things I read uh, from you are all about creating a culture and you know, even more importantly, or harder or for better or for worse, creating a remote culture. And so I would love to ask you, like, why does culture matter?
1: Okay. Um, I, what I've realized is that um, the reason why we have a really healthy culture at, at Treehouse is, um, is not related to our good benefits um, or, or even the way that we do things, you know, email updates or tools that we use or systems or, or anything like that. I, what I realize now, it distills all the way down to the core mission of the company. And our mission is something um, that everybody in the company feels so passionate about that it ends up filtering into everything um, and allows people to basically be positive and excited about what we're doing no matter what what happens. So so our, our mission is very simple. Um, to bring affordable... Technology education to the world so that they can change their lives and the world around them so it's it's a very humanitarian mission um, but clearly um, it's it's connected into building a big exciting business as well so everybody in the company feels so excited about what we 're doing that it seems to trump any any uh, trouble that we have being a remote team so this we 're up to about fifty five or sixty people now, and um, I would say about fifty percent of them are in our office in orlando and the the rest of us including myself are not in, in orlando we 're totally remote so i 'm in the u k um, and i 'm going to move to the states soon to portland but but i 'll still be remote in a sense um, so so we've managed to grow, grow from basically you know, one person in the beginning, me plus plus two people. The first guys I hired, you know, to fifty five people in in about about sort of fourteen months. Um, so pretty quick, and most of that growth has happened in the last six months um, without losing any any excitement. In fact, it seems to be getting crazier, and it seems to be getting that people are. Even more passionate about what we do. So I've thought about that because so we were sitting around talking about last time I was in Orlando. Like, how weird that we've accelerated the growth of the company so fast, um, and and most startups far, start to fall apart culturally when that happens. You know, the the wheels start to fall off, and and people get disenchanted and disconnected and confused about what what's going on. And yet we seem to be getting stronger. And 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 all the all the folks that I talked to said, I think it's because what we're doing matters. Um, and so, and somebody wrote an article about that, um, that, you know, hit Hacker News and went up the ranks. And it was basically about how the confusion is, is, you know, a lot of startup founders think that culture means, you know, simple things like Nerf guns and, and, you know, good lunches and, you know, and, and nice air on chairs and, you know, stuff like that. Whereas, that that just kind of makes life a little nicer, you know. It's it's great and everything, but, but it doesn't create culture. So yeah, I, I think we're basically lucky to be doing something that we're both passionate about, but also could be a really big business. Um, so so that's I think what's related to that. And and most founders know they have that kind of spidey sense about if they're doing something that they think deep down matters, like. If you got them really, really drunk and they were talking to their mom or somebody really trusted, you know, what would they say about their business? And if, it, if, if, if in 10, 20 years' time from now, they're going to actually believe it mattered. Um, so, and I've done businesses where I, I, looking back, I didn't really think it mattered. You know, um, yeah. and, and actually, why I sold my last business, there was a part of me that was like, you know what? Um, Doing events and conferences is exciting, and there is a place for that. But I don't actually feel that I'm going to make a net positive impact on the world, you know, for the long term by doing that. So, um, you know, that's why we sold it and focused you know, solely on Treehouse. So let me let me
0: dive into that because you say uh, you about fifty to sixty people. I mean, I think the number that most people throw out is around thirty. Is when things start to get a little. 30 people is where you go from everyone just does stuff and you're all hacking around to like, oh crap, we need some process or something. Um, And you're at 50. You're mostly or half remote, half in Orlando.
1: Pretty much, yep.
0: But like functionally, so the idea, you're lucky to have education. Like how how big can education go? Like it's a pretty massive thing and I think it's one of the most important things in the world. So I, I totally understand how you think like the idea. But are there functional things you do to like set the tone I'm just trying to understand this from, like, if someone's here that they have a three-person startup and they're going to go to 50 people, like, do you – is it about getting people all bought into the vision from day one? Is it about employee onboarding? Do you do weekly updates? Are there things that you have, like, a manifesto that everyone has to buy into before they ever even thought about being hired? Do you fire people faster? How do you, like – I'm really interested in, like, the functional. I don't know if you can go into this, but, like, that's kind of what I'm interested in, and I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Cool. So let me dig into that. So,
1: um, what we do is, um, I, I, I visually and verbally, you know, I'll hop on Skype, and I will communicate the vision of the company to all new employees. And so, and because I'm passionate about it, I can speak in a way about it that really is—it's kind of primal and sort of, you know, it's it's very passion-driven. So. So I think that it all starts from the fact that the CEO and founder has to be able to communicate why what they're doing matters all the time. So it, you start the first time someone joins and you schedule a meeting and you literally talk them through, you know, what are we doing here and, and why does it even matter, you know. Um, and and that, that conversation usually lasts, you know, 15 minutes or so. And then after that, um, it's about reiterating it basically every week. So, every week, I do a video update um, and I used to be able to do this over our we used to get together um using code of meeting um, every Monday, and the entire company would gather around but but actually we we grew to the point where we couldn't physically fit the camera and and, it, and then at that same point, it became logistically impossible or it became logistically. Inefficient to get everybody in front of the camera. It was like, oh, John's in the bathroom, and uh, you know, I don't know where so and so is, and and it eventually became this big time suck. It was like to get everybody in front of go to meeting for fifteen minutes took an hour, and and then multiply an hour times you know thirty people, and you're wasting thirty hours you know productivity with the with the fifteen minute meeting. So I, I was like, damn, we can't do this anymore. This is, uh, but but I, but I thought this is really important. So so. Um, Basically, I started recording a video and uploading it to Vimeo and password protecting it. And basically, I, I talk for five to eight minutes about, and I start off with a really encouraging tweet about Treehouse. And it's amazing. Every week, we get someone going, saying that we changed their life. So I just read it out like, hey, you know, you know uh, so-and-so said that, you know, said this. And it's something amazing and inspiring. And then I'm like, okay, that's, I want to give you guys the big picture. So let's talk about it, you know? And then we, you know, I, I explain what stuff we're doing, why it matters. And then I'll reiterate, Hey guys, don't forget that we are changing people's lives. And if, uh, at the end of our lives, we're going to look back at what we did here and, and know that it mattered. If it, it'll be probably the one thing that we do in life that will, that we'll all be proud of, you know? And I, I say that kind of stuff all the time. Um, and then at the end, I'll close with another positive tweet. And then I'll just send out an email and say, hey, guys, here's the update if you want to watch it. And crazily, everyone watches it. Like I think some, some people multiple times, you know. So that's a good way. I think it has to come from the top and then from the managers. It's constant emotional um, reiteration of the mission. And it can't. And the pro, this is why founders who are doing businesses that don't matter have a serious problem. Um, you know, if you are, you know, doing some, you know, some banal business that, you know, throws off cash, but actually is stupid, you're never going to be able to get your team to care. Right. Um, and, and this may sound really harsh, but this is why I stopped doing events. I mean, my last business that I sold, I was like, this doesn't matter. You know, I, I did some events that connected people and encouraged people and that mattered. But as soon as it became into this business where we had to generate revenue, we had to get sponsors in, it became this thing that didn't matter um and I got to get out, so you know sold it and um and that's because I couldn't as the founders talk to the company with any sort of conviction and say it, it what we did mattered um so that, so that's kind of so so weekly reminders of the mission from the top with an emotion, you know. And then, and then we, um, and then we do something really important, which is quarterly, we get together physically. So we fly everybody into Orlando. Um, and, and it's crazy, you know, there's like 55 people flooding into town, you know, we all sleep on each other, you know, on each other's floors or in hotels. And, and then we work at the office for a week together. And that, Physicality that meeting together in person quarterly really matters. I can tell like that that's the glue that actually holds this crazy you know machine you know in, in place. So that that really works and that's expensive. You know a lot of flights, a lot of hotels, um, a lot of food costs, but it's totally worth it. Um, and then we have a couple other things. Um, we we use Trinet for our HR, so um, you know the, it's just a great way of getting people onboarded. And getting all the, the stupid stuff taken care of, like, hey, here's how you contribute to your pension plan. And, you know, here's your, your health care. That stuff, that's important, but you don't want it to become something that consumes someone's whole job. So the onboarding process, it, we use Trello, um, and we have an onboarding uh, board in Trello. And basically each step, you know, is, is very important things. And as soon as we hire someone, we put them on that board, and we start moving them through. and then. Part of you know some of those tasks are 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 basically um, things like you know explain the mission statement you know so you you take them through the whole thing.
0: Sorry, you still
1: there? Did I lose you? Are you still there?
0: No, I think we're still here. So I just wanted to—I wanted to ask one one thing. So you talk a lot about doing something that really matters, uh, and you talk a lot. You're all remote. So I wanted to ask: um, Have you done anything that didn't work? Have you done anything in this company or the last or something you've learned that it's probably a bad idea for culture or um, actually was a, didn't actually have any impact? It didn't actually matter at all.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Mm. Yeah, I've done lots of stuff that doesn't that hasn't worked. Um, but I'm trying to pick a good one. Um, yeah, we I tried to do this one thing where um, I, I tried to uh, standardize. So I, I read a book called The E Myth, um, and The E Myth is is all about systematizing your company. And the 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 problem is is that um, I took it too much to heart, and I tried to systematize everything. And one of them was how people answered the phone. Um, so I read a little script uh, uh, so that they would say something. And, and I, the intention was good. Like, hey, we want a consistent, positive customer experience. So let's tell everyone exactly what they should say. But it totally backfired. I mean, everyone felt weird about it. They came across as a robot, you know, like on the phone. And it just totally backfired and, and everybody hated it. Um, and what I realized is actually you know we need to give people permission to be human and and, and be friendly and that 's all that we need to do um, and uh, After we did that, it really worked a lot better
0: so would your would
1: your advice be if you
0: actually want to build a good culture is to go into a market or an idea that matters and will make an impact on the world versus trying to build a functional process or culture or Team around something that just
1: doesn't matter. Oh man, 100%. Yeah, yeah, with, with without a doubt. How would you um, say that Zappos does it? Um, Zappos basically founds their very company on the fact that their job is to make people happy. So, so the way they do that is by offering good customer service. You could say, like, give me a break, like selling shoes or bags or or whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But, but actually. People want and need those things. And when they're going to buy them, if they have a customer experience that makes their life a little better and they smile, that is worth doing. Um, so, so I think they basically empower their, their, their whole team to, to do whatever it takes to make customers happy. And then that's why their culture is so good. Because, and they, you know, they they, grew, they, they it's really interesting. They went from nothing to thousands of employees and then got acquired and yet still have a good culture. You know, so I think it's all about um, that kind of messy, letting people be human thing. Um, and, and of course, that means you'll have to ask some people to leave the company because they, they they act, you know, uh, wrongly or weirdly, and then you'll have to get rid of them. But, but the truth is, most people, when you give them freedom to be human and, and positive, they actually do really cool things. So I think that's what's going on. Um, and, and I also think you can't systematize it too much. You, there's things you can do, like, let's help people advance their through their careers. Let's, you know, let's let them win financially. Let's do those things. But actually, when it comes to being happy, it's always a constant sort of, hey, how are people doing? And let's adapt. Um, you know, it, it. you look at kind of companies that, have, that are old now, and they've sort of systematized the point where it's kind of like, uh, the kind of humanness has been, you know, has been metricized out of this, you know, it's, and, and then even though it's efficient, it actually isn't very, very nice. Um, so my belief, but I'm young and I'm inexperienced compared to that. Like this is the biggest company I've ever run, you know, at 55, 60 people. And it's the, and the longest I've ever run a business is about five years. So I, I don't,
0: I don't really know what I'm
1: talking about. You know, when when I've been doing triathlon for 20 years and we're, we have a thousand people all, Maybe
0: I'll know better. <laughs> we'll do another interview then. I think this is very insightful. And I, uh, for myself and anyone who watches it, I think it's, it's awesome to see a company grow very quickly and also go after an idea that you know education is a huge space. Most people would argue that it's pretty broken uh, and there needs to be better access to be able to learn. And so I wanted to thank you for taking the time today. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I hope that you know, everyone goes and checks out Treehouse. And uh, thank you again for coming. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome.